Thanks for listening to a podcast from WSUM. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. Welcome back to Pop Culture Coffee Break. I'm your host, Ray Kirsch, and today we are going to be talking about the Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes. So I have a great array of people with me today. So to introduce ourselves, let's say our names, and then out of everyone in the room, who is most likely to win the Hunger Games? I would have to give it to Georgie. I feel like... What? I feel like Georgie would befriend everyone um, really quickly. And then, like, everyone would be like, wait, no, she's so soft. I can't kill her. Like, they just feel too bad to kill her, you know? Yeah. Thank you, Ray. I'm Hiwan, and I think Lexi would win the Hunger Games because I think her strategy would be to hide. And then after everybody kind of, like, died off, she would pop out at the last moment and take everyone by surprise. Like, she's the underdog. So I think Lexi would win. Lexi would hide. <laughs> um, I'm I'm the Lexi in question, and I think he, I think Hiwan would win. I think she's got something up her sleeve, and that's all I'm gonna s- reveal right now. Yes. Oh, it's mysterious. Um, I'm Georgie. I'm trying to think. I don't know Yoliana, so I can't say. But um, I think I think I think Hiwan right now. I think, like, you can make a really funny joke or something, and then people are like, oh, my God, she's so funny. Like, I want to send her water or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to send her a snack. She's so <laughs> relatable. <laughs> I would I would send Tijuana a snack <laughs> right. if Tijuana's in the Hunger Games. I'd send you, like, graham crackers. Yeah. <laughs> you send me, like, saltines. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm Eliana, and I don't really know anyone well enough to make a real judgment but I know it's not me. And <laughs> I think, honestly, I think I'll also go with Hiwan. Like, I feel okay. like you have a good combination of, like, hiding, but also being able to come up with a plan and execute. You know what I mean? Basically, Eliana and I are dying first. Um, <laughs> literally. Hiwan's a performer. Like. Yeah, and then Hiwan will win. Hiwan could do improv. <laughs> so for those who have not been on the internet in the past two weeks, um... Uh, The Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes is a Susan Collins book that was released in 2020, but the movie just came out about it, and it slays. Okay, did anyone else know about the book? Yes. Yes. Like, I did not know that that was a thing. I (laughs) read the book the minute it came out. Oh, okay. Okay, we got a true fan here. Yeah. I'm just going to, like, shh. Okay. (laughs) And so, yeah, the... The storyline is set 64 years before the events of the first Hunger Games, so like when Katniss is in the games, and it follows the war in Panem that led to District 13 being destroyed. So Coriolanus Snow, aka Tom Blythe, he lives with his cousin Tigress, who Hunter Schaefer plays, and then his grandmother. They're all basically broke, they're part of the academy, and he really, really, really wants the plinth prize, and money, and glory, and power, but mainly money. Um, and so it's the 10th Hunger, Hunger Games, and Snow is the mentor of District 12's Lucy Gray Baird, who's played yeah. by Rachel Zegler. Um, there's a capital zoo. I feel like that's a good point to make. Um, <laughs> Where they put people. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, like, it's so different than the original Hunger Games, like, because they just get paraded across TV. But there's, like, an actual zoo with them in it Insane. this time around. Yeah. Um, Cor- Coriolanus slowly becomes obsessed with Lucy. Um, everyone says he's in love with her, but I just think it's obsession. Yeah. Um, he cheats to help her win, then gets banished as a peacemaker in District 12, runs into Lucy, wants to run away with Lucy, does a little murder, 
and then Lucy helps him escape slash maybe dies slash who knows and then he returns to district two and works his way up back to the capital to where he becomes game maker himself in the future and then life flashes before his eyes when Katniss appears basically (laughs) um so that's my quick synopsis of the movie um as you can tell many opinions on it (laughs) so overall what did you all think about the plot line I mean so I read the book in 2020 I guess it seems like not that long ago Mm -hmm. but I when I read the book I was super into it because I am more into the like character story building than the killing each other thing anyway and I feel like this book does a lot of that um and in the book has anyone else read the book or is it just me okay I have yeah great so you know how in the book it's like from Coriolanus's perspective yeah so you like hear his inner thoughts the whole time I thought that that in the book was like really cool and I was kind of missing that in the movie a little bit I thought it was a lot more like up to interpretation Mm. how much of a bad person he is sort of but overall plot slays 10 out of 10 I think that you know, with the movie now, everyone's like, oh my gosh, Coriolita Snow is so hot. And I'm like, but his internal Ooh. monologue in the book <laughs> is so evil. Yeah, I'm like, he's hot, but he wants to own Lucy Gray, and that's weird. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Lexi was sitting next to me in the theater. Y'all should have seen me. I would, like, look at you guys, and then <laughs> I would be like, I'm such a reactive person. So I'd be like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> So, yes. sorry to everyone in the theater, but... If it I makes you feel any better, I was laughing a lot. <laughs> my, my partner was like, why are you laughing right now? He's shooting guns into the sky. I know, because it's like, It's so funny. It's funny, yeah. No, I laughed during that part, too, because it was, like, <laughs> it was kind of funny seeing this, like, grown man wear, with, like, with like a, a buzzed, bleached, with, like, a bleached buzz cut, wearing, like, looking like he just came out of a Tommy Hilfiger campaign, yeah, like, shooting an AK-47 into the sky, and I was like, dude, you were having, like, such a massive temper tantrum. He's it's like, a bad you need to chill out. Won. No, because the way that, like, he's able to still get his bleached hair, even though he's broke. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, they sent him to the military, they gave him a buzz cut, and they bleached and toned his hair. Like, why <laughs> yeah. was it, like, he had, he was platinum. It was not like them before. Platinum. They were like, <laughs> they were like this looks bad. We have to fix this yeah. before you go. You lost your curls. Mm, that wig was not doing anything for me. Yeah, but going off of, like, the makeup and wardrobe, I thought it was really funny how they kind of had, like, high fashion elements. Mm. Um, when they were in the academy or whatever, I thought it was really funny how they were all wearing, like, that red um, uniform with a skirt yeah. and, like, the slack. Like, and I was but like, why did it okay, kind of eat? YSL who? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and with like the slits out the side, I was like, "Wait, yeah, like no, where's actually, that? I want to bring it back. back. Yeah. <laughs> bring it back. This is the future, baby." <laughs> I think the biggest question that came out of the end of the movie was, "Do you think that Lucy Gray survived?" Well, the thing is, at the end, okay, I haven't read the book to preface this, but at least in the movie, um, Snow gets bitten by a snake, so it looks like he's having hallucinations towards the end. Oh. And also, just like judging from what you guys have said about the book, I wonder if he's a bit of an unreliable narrator, especially mm. because like his state of mind was altered at the end when Lucy Br- Gray died, question mark. So in my opinion, you know, she's a crafty girl, like she won the Hunger Games. I think she survived. And I don't know, maybe she like joined District 13 or something. I don't know. Um, but I think she survived. 
Yeah, I was also going to say I don't remember a lot of the lore about District 13, but I feel like that's where she went. But I might be wrong. Yeah, she has to survive in my mind. Otherwise, um, crazy crazy men can't win. So That's fine. If he just like gets to survive and be an evil man and then make the Hunger Games worse, that, that'll make me sad. Yeah, I also agree with the like hallucination thing because also in the movie, like when she's running through the woods, she's wearing her Hunger Games dress. And when she's in the, when they're like running away, that's not what she's wearing. So I feel like it's not, it's implied that it's not real. But I don't know. I feel like I don't think she went to District 13 only because I feel like she's too much of like a free spirit person like I don't think she would walk herself back into a different district but I think she's out there chilling in the woods or something yeah I I definitely don't think she died I think that would just be such a sad ending Mm -hmm. but I do think she probably went further than Panem like she originally was planning because she probably was just like I need to escape snow probably especially to when he became game maker himself she probably was like oh crap I really need to run um yeah but speaking about the characters, who was your favorite character and why? I don't know. I have a lot of um, criticisms of this movie. And oh. to bring up, yeah, controversial, hot take over <laughs> here, um, which I'll go, I'll go more to later. But I don't know. I feel like the only characters that you could even have as a favorite were Snow and Lucy Gray. Because I feel like they didn't really do any character development on any of the other characters. Mm. Maybe what's the, what's the, the other friend Sejanus? Yeah, maybe him, but like I don't know. I think I was like, what other characters even are there? I guess I have to pick Lucy Gray because I don't, I couldn't tell you like more than two things about any of the other ones. That is like they kind of like snubbed the whole Clemmy storyline. Um, yes, because in let's the book- talk about it. <laughs> It makes me mad. Because in the books, so she's the one that got bit by the snake, by the game maker, and fell off and screamed, ate that scream oh. up. Um, but, like, in the books, it goes more into depth because she gets used as, like, a testing product for the snakes. And, like, no one knows besides Snow and the game maker. It's, like, a secret. But they never go into that in the movie. And it also, like, it adds to Snow's, like, character building too because he knows and he knows that she's in the hospital for like a week or something and then she comes back and he like never visited her he never told her parents like he told her he would and so then she's mad at him and he does this whole like it's not my fault thing which we see him do a lot but I feel like in the book that's like the first time it happens and it like sort of sets the scene and they didn't do it at all in the movie I think it should have been at least two movies. Yeah. Yeah. We got to, like, I thought we were at the end, and then it showed, like, part three on the screen. I was like, you're joking. Like, they're not trying to fit another, like, I just, it was, like, two, they were trying to fit everything into this one movie. Because I feel like the main storyline of the first part, or of the main part of the movie was just Lucy winning the Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. And Lucy's progression in the Hunger Games. And the second part was, like... Like, what you could have made the second movie about was, like, afterwards and, like, mm-hmm. Snow was a peacemaker. It yeah. just, like, it peacemaker? went to... Peacekeeper? Sorry. Peacekeeper. <laughs> I was really surprised to see that it was the same director of the original movies because I had recently watched the first movie 
and I haven't like seen the Mockingjay ones in a while. I remember those being not as good. But the first Hunger Games and Catching Fire were like genuinely very good movies and I just feel like everything that made them good and that made them like special was just like they not in this movie at all. Mm. And I think it's cuz they were going too fast and it, it was just like things kept happening and there was no like Pause. character development there yeah. was no like when a character dies you don't care because you don't know who this person is oh and that's true like when sejanus died everyone was like eh, whatever yeah and i saw i was on, i was on letterboxd after the movie <laughs> and <laughs> someone said like oh there's this moment in, in the first movie where like prim like tuck when she gets um, her name gets called. She like tucks in the back of her shirt because Katniss told her to do that earlier in the day. It's like little details like that that there's none of that in this movie because it's just constantly like plot things happening for like two and a half hours straight. There's no like just none of that. There's the like score like any any of that. It, it just was missing a lot yeah, of that. I, I feel like you know jumping back to who our main favorite characters or who our favorite characters were. Um, I like went into this thinking that my favorite character would be Snow just mm-hmm. cause like I've seen the TikTok edits like I've been on TikTok mm-hmm. um, but my favorite character going out of it was actually Lucy Gray and I feel like that was the only character they really actually went into yeah. cause they didn't even really go into like Snow's character cause it's hard to like give his internal monologue mm-hmm. yeah. through just a movie but I think like I don't know if I think if they had had time to put more of those little details in, then you would have gotten that because yeah. I I hadn't read the book, and so I think a lot of the things that he did felt very like I was like, what? Why? Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like it would have been much more clear. I think it was more ambiguous, but I don't think it was mm-hmm. supposed to be like that. I feel like it got marketed so heavily as like a romance movie, yeah. like an oh my god they're falling in love, that when Snow turned evil, everyone was like what. And I was like, no, he's been evil the whole time. They just didn't really show it well. Yeah, I feel like, in my opinion, the other movies are, like, more of standalone movies. Like, you could totally see them and not have read the books and get the Mm. same thing out of them. And this one, to me, I feel like is a companion to the book. Mm. Like, it makes so much more sense. Because I had read the book and then I started rereading it but didn't finish my reread when I saw the movie. And so I hadn't gotten to Sejanus's death before I saw the movie. And I, like, didn't really remember. And then I read the book that night, and I was like, this makes so much more sense. Like, now I get it. And so I just feel like because the book is really long, and, like, it should be two movies if Mockingjay was two movies. And I just feel like because of that, it turned out being more of a companion Mm. movie. Because, like, to touch on the My Favorite Character, my favorite character in the book is Sejanus from, like, a philosophical perspective. And I really wanted to like him in the movie, but as you said, like he just wasn't there. Yeah, he was just kind of annoying, and then dead. Yeah. So I feel like even in the movie, they were like, the whole point was that the audience has to get to know the characters, and then us as the audience, we didn't get to know the characters. Like that was one of the things that Snow was like, oh well, you need to be an actress. You need to know. You need to like play up. And then she like sings one song. Like I feel like we don't really even get to see her act as much either like it's just very fast and I don't know it's like they were trying to get us to understand something but then 
they were just saying it instead of actually showing it. But I feel like a lot of movies are kind of like that recently. Eh. Yeah, even when we were in The Hunger Games and we had the other tributes, I remember in the marketing for this movie and in the trailer, it seemed like they emphasized Wovie's character quite a bit. Yeah. So I thought we were, like it was going to be a parallel to um, Prim and Rue's mm-hmm. relationship. And I think they had like one or two scenes where they had like Wovie in it, but yeah. we didn't see any interaction between um, Lucy Gray and Wovie. And also with like Lucy Gray and um, the male tribute from her district, I like how they established a bit of a relationship but I, I don't know if they go into this in the books, but, like, why they're so close. Because it seemed like they had some history or, like, they were already mm. friends going into the games. Um, and, like, someone mentioned earlier, whenever a tribute or, like, another character in the movie died, it was just, like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, like, okay, they died. That sucks. Like, when yeah. Rue dies in the first one, it's, like, this gut-wrenching scene mm-hmm. because you've seen, like, Katniss sees her sister and her and then we get this really long scene where Katniss like puts flowers over her and then we see the reaction and when characters die in this movie it's just like we move on Mm -hmm. like we see their dead body and then we move on and it's just like and also we didn't yeah like you said we didn't know these characters at all Mm -hmm. so I'm always thinking about an evil woman and I think that's why I like Viola Davis so much I think I want to read the books now just to understand, like, her as a character, because, I don't know, I'm just always thinking, like, is an evil woman evil because she's just evil, or, like, are there other things going on that's making her evil, like, want to do things, but I think just because I like Viola Davis so much, I want to think that there's some, something behind that, so I can be, like, granted, like, women can be evil to be evil, that's also great, because men can do that whenever they want, but, I don't know. I just always thought she plays such nuanced characters and like other things. So I want to know more about her character. But otherwise, I think Sejanus was one of my other ones. I don't think I liked Lucy Gray or Snow. I mean, I like Lucy Gray, but. (laughs) Yeah, so kind of going off of like our favorite characters, um, singing was a big part of the storyline yes (laughs) (laughs) and also it was a huge part of the soundtrack what were your thoughts on the soundtrack in general but in specific lucy gray's song she sung she ate yeah (laughs) yeah yeah perfect casting on that Mm -hmm. because the songs are really i like the first song that she sings when she gets picked at the reaping was like I was like, this is awkward. Like, I don't know. I was like, is this going to be like a musical? Like, I didn't like that. I felt like it was weird. And I don't know. I I, like, I understand, but I just felt very out of place. It makes more sense if you put like the Covey background before that. But we didn't really get that she was already like a Mm. part of that until like later. So I was like, oh, okay, girl, pop pop, I guess. Like, see? Like, I saw TikToks (laughs) of people being like, I would have been giggling in the crowd when that, like, what? Like, why are you singing? But, real. That was a little awkward, but I feel like I I think the rest of the parts where she sang worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just Mm -hmm. don't think it worked the first time. It also makes me wonder, um, especially with the addition of the Hanging Tree song, and because Katniss sings it, I think, either in, like, Catching Fire or Mockingjay. I forget which one specifically. But it makes me wonder if, like, Katniss herself is Covey or, like, if her dad was Covey or something. Because I don't know if I'm misremembering the lore, but I think 
her mother was from like an affluent family in district 12 and her father was like from a working class background and it kind of seems at least they implied that like the coveys weren't totally integrated into district 12 society because i remember like lucy gray she mentions like oh like i don't really consider myself district 12 like Mm -hmm. if that's what you want to call me whatever um so i thought like that use of i guess i don't know calling back calling forward to katniss's hanging tree song i thought that was super interesting yeah Mm -hmm. does anyone remember how katniss knows that song i was like now this makes me want to read the books again because i was like how mm-hmm. does she know it it wasn't ever said in the movie how she knows and it's been too long since i've read the original hunger games books to know but i'm assuming that it was just like a tradition song in the districts yeah i think i'm trying Eliana to remember knows. well i'm trying <laughs> to remember like if she actually says it but i think i just always assumed that her dad knew it mm-hmm. and like then she knew it and her dad, in my, like, how I think about uh, it, her yep. dad would have known it because he was in the mines and all the miners go to the hob and, like, listen uh-huh. to music. And, like, the Covey are still there singing or whatever. Because I read a thing after I saw the movie that was, like, the l- lyrics in the two hanging trees are, like, slightly different yeah. because oh. it's an oral tradition and they're, like, haven't, don't know it all the way. And so, like, that's my assumption. But I... That's what it says. Uh, okay, great. Wow. Katniss learned from her father when she was young. So comparing this to the original Hunger Games, I think the most interesting aspect was the setup of the arena. Mm-hmm. Like the Hunger Games Katniss is in, it's very like technology based and it's mm-hmm. massive. And this one's literally just like they plop you in a little caged arena and it's very not technological technology driven and i thought that was really cool but what were your guys' thoughts on the differences i was thinking about this a lot just in terms of the technology because it's it's like 60 years 65 years before the hunger games but or like before the original movies but it's still in the future from now Mm -hmm. and so because there were some things that like were like vintage and i was like but it's still in the future so why wouldn't you have like a normal tv or whatever i don't know and but then I saw people saying that like maybe the, that this timeline like diverged in the Cold War or something. So like mm. it's a different timeline. It's not in the future from now. It's like in a timeline where technology didn't advance past oh. the 70s or 80s for a while. And then they had this war. And then like after the war then they advanced technology a lot so Mm. it's just like a different which is interesting because i i was thinking about that a lot because there were some things that were like like the drones that like didn't work (laughs) yeah i was like why wouldn't you have like is this still in the future but then there were some things that were technological so Mm -hmm. i thought that was interesting yeah i was thinking also too about how the arena wouldn't have been as big if those bombs didn't go off like it literally would have just been the platform and then that one arch that people could have gotten up on I guess but I don't I feel like I didn't like that concept like before that I guess maybe that attests to why they're like oh it's supposed to end really quickly like this is the first time it didn't end so fast yeah, because yeah. things didn't go to plan because they had to rebuild it and like make tunnels or whatever I feel like my favorite thing to compare since watching this movie has been snow in the old movies versus in this movie because like 
all the little things like his little crazy eyeballs like when he hears the hanging <laughs> tree like in the in the old hunger games you can see him literally going like insane when he hears that on the tv um but also like the little katniss references the word rebels because lucy gray calls him a rebel right away but then like he gets a sort of hostility towards being referenced as a rebel or like referencing people as rebels in the later movies because he sees being a rebel as a really really bad thing but it's what he used to be he's something i think he's just a narcissist honestly yes get him diagnosed yeah i think he's just an obsessive narcissist that wants all the power and attention typical i have a question for the class yeah um Yes, Lexi. Because in the second one, they do the thing where they're like, oh, because it's the 75th, we're only picking from previous victors, mm-hmm. and Hamish is the only other District 12 victor. Do they mention, like, that there was a victor in back in the 10th, that there was another District 12? Because, oh. I don't know, I just, I'm wondering, I trust Suzanne Collins, but I'm like, was she planning this the whole time? Because I, I, I can't remember. I don't think it was mentioned that there was another female Because Katniss, I remember Katniss's name is the only one in the yeah. ball. Yeah. So. There must not have been. I'm trying to remember. I think I saw a TikTok where they talk about like an unnamed female victor from District 12 in the first book. But I don't think they would have put Lucy Gray's name in the bowl anyway Too because well, they're yeah. not sure if she's dead. Yeah, no, right. I know they wouldn't have put their name, her name in the bowl, but I just wonder if they would have mentioned like whether all. or not Katniss is literally the only female victor from 12 mm-hmm. ever or if like there's one that died or something. Can you imagine her going against Snow again in the arena? That would be <laughs> so funny. I mean, if the footage was erased, though, did she ever actually win? I feel like what you said he won I also saw that or read that or something and I feel like yeah they say something like someone won but it was too long ago to remember or something like that because no one actually knows but district 12 remembers it's interesting how they do it seems like they don't in the past I wonder when this whole thing started where when you win you're like a celebrity and you get all these things because she just went back to 12 and it was like lived her life and they didn't like make yeah. her do all they didn't like make her dance monkey dance like yeah. i think new victors do do you remember ray is this part of the epilogue where they say something like snow kept coming up with ways to like get people involved like there's at some point it happens i want to say feel yes. like i read something in the books about like they kept the betting and they started giving everyone food when your tribute won to get people from the districts to watch. Because there's like obviously a lot that happens yeah. between this one and like when we see Katniss. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Hamish must have had some of it because everyone knows who he is. Yeah, so I, I, don't I don't know if like 100%, but I feel like that's true. And I feel like Snow and his little evil brain was just I bet they, pushing yeah. it. I bet he like started that because... Lucy went back and he was like oh people are gonna win and then go back to the district and be like we should like rebel or whatever and so he was like we need to take the victors and make them like stars so that they can't like do that so that they can't escape oh that's so true because then the whole thing start because then like in the Hunger Games like they have the like district one two and three or whatever they're like they train for the Hunger Games because they want to be a victor Mm -hmm. so I bet that's why he did that yeah to close off our 
discussion on um, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, what is your general rating out of it? Five-star letterbox style review. I gave it a three, and I also really quickly want to answer that second-to-last question because I would, my game maker is going to be Nathan Fielder. Oh, and yeah. I don't have a question. I don't have an answer for the mentor. But. Wait, yeah. Um, adding to the letterbox, if you were to be in the Hunger Games, who would you want your game maker to be and who would you want your mentor to be? I feel like the one I've been seeing on TikTok a lot is Trisha Paytas as a game maker <laughs> just because she's silly and I feel like that would just be I love Trisha I think she's hilarious so I think she'd be a really funny one someone like Daniel Radcliffe who's like survived yes. childhood stardom and like who <laughs> he's has actually who I was thinking of really too. Wow. yes and then the rating I gave it I gave it a four and a half out of five because I just was like I thought it was the funniest movie ever but <laughs> I probably, like, if I was doing it for plot, I would probably give it, like, a three, three and a half. Yeah, I gave it a four. And who would your mentor and game maker be? My mentor um, would be, like, one of those guys on YouTube who builds those pools or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. that would be one. And then I'll they'll just, like, help me build stuff. And then they'll send me building supplies. And then it'll be, like, Fortnite where, like, I don't actually fight anyone. I'll just, like, build around me so people can't hurt me um that's facts build yourself a my little game cave. maker i would keep it as viola davis like she's crazy yes. and, but i'd be like i like viola davis so whatever real i think they would give the movie a three and a half out of five i actually kind of want like pete davidson <laughs> as my game maker yes. i feel like he'd put something silly in there like i don't know like a water slide or something joke. I, I feel like he would just like start treating it like a sims game and just start putting <laughs> a bunch of like weird stuff in there my mentor if i'm gonna do like the comedy like performing thing <laughs> i think i would want timothy chalamet because yeah. i feel like he's so beloved Aww. And also with like with all the Willy Wonka memes, like I just need to be silly goofy. I, I want to be like him, teach me your ways. Him and Pete are gonna do the yeet yeet skirt skit. Like oh. no, they're gonna open the games with yeah. with that. Yeah. I think I would probably give it like a four out of four point five out of five. Okay. Um, I really liked it. I really liked everyone in it. What I about thought if it was you didn't impressive. read the book? If I didn't read the book, it would probably be a four. I'm not a huge movie person, so it doesn't take a lot yeah. to, like, impress me. Me either. I guess. <laughs> um, and I was impressed. Um, my game maker, I think, would be Buddy Velastro from Cake Boss. Because oh, I feel like kind God. of the same idea as Pete Davidson. Like, I feel like he would have a lot of thoughts. You're PETA. But they would all just be really easy to figure out, like, Cake. what you're supposed to do. Um, and then I'm sticking with Daniel Radcliffe as yeah. my mentor. Like, okay. he's a king. So nice. So helpful. That is all the time for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And tune into Pop Culture Coffee Break the next time we post an episode. Bye. 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 Looking for more from WSUM? If you're craving some cutting-edge music, our online stream, WSUM Freeflow, is the place to go. This internet-based platform delivers the best in hyperpop, rap, punk, hip-hop, and metal. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and is home to some of our most spontaneous programming. That's WSUM Free Flow, available via WSUM.org.